Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Hello and welcome to another great conversation here on the Everyday Mindfulness Show. It's my great joy to bring to you the people, the places, the research, and the conversations that help me to live a mindful life and share these mindful practices with you. And today is my great uh, privilege to introduce you to one of my mentors, one of my teachers, and again, one of my friends, a person that I resource for questions, ideas, prayers, thoughts, consciousness. Is this working? Why isn't this working? Um, this is my friend, Sharon Shores. She is a certified emotion code and body practitioner. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Thank you, Holly. It's a pleasure to be here. So we have known each other, gosh, for about the last six years or so, and we were matched up. You got to be my official mentor as I graduated um, my, my last designation in mindfulness and, and prayer work. And, you know, we, we, as we study mindfulness, we see the right people land in our lives at, at the right time, and we were the troublemakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true, but, you know, it's all good. Look at it. It's all good. <laughs> Oh, how's that that quote go? If you're uh, you're not changing the world, if you aren't ticking a few people off. That's right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and you and I both had a tendency to do that. <laughs> no, we're we're growing our own consciousness through exploration, and then sometimes we invite other people to the party to grow too. <laughs> or they walk in and they get they they invite themselves. <laughs> so um, on the show, you know, we love to just you know talk the the good and the bad and the interesting about mindfulness. And we generally start each episode um, inviting our guests to share uh, what's your definition of mindfulness. This is a word that, you, you know, you got the dictionary definition, but it's got so many different connotations. What does it mean to you? You know, um, for me, it, it comes from an emotional aspect, a mental aspect, a physical aspect, and a spiritual aspect. You know, so it's more of a holistic view and it's based on awareness and clarity. Those two things, I think, are just so essential, awareness and clarity. So that's my, my definition of mind, mindfulness is that is my level of awareness aware of everything that's going in, on in my life at an emotional level, mental level, you know, spiritual, physical level. And if those are integrated, to me, that's the highest level of mindfulness that I can get to. So what were those four again? Emotional? Emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual. Fantastic. So that's a lot to take on. And yet you wrap it up in these two really cool words, 
awareness and clarity. How do you use your, you know, first of all, I guess, what, what is your mindfulness practice? I mean, some of our folks, we have a regular daily thing. Do you kind of just integrate it in your life? How do you practice to get to this level of awareness and clarity? You know, um, so it was not long ago, I wrote a blog and it had to do with um, more about everyday life. So one of the things is, is that I find, and you know, 20 years ago, if, you, if I had looked at my life and said, how much am I controlling my thinking? You know, and controlling your thinking means to take your thoughts captive. You know, I think there's a Bible verse. There's a verse in, in some of the great works that says, take your thoughts captive. And to me, that means actually, um, actually taking my thoughts captive, paying attention to what they are, bringing them up to that level of awareness, you know, bringing that up so that I can, I know what I'm thinking, you know, and it, I think that elevates our consciousness individually. And when I do that, that is also, it's, I think it's raising the consciousness of other people around me to that. So that's one aspect. You know, another aspect is once I've done that, and, and, and it's really interesting, once you practice that and you keep practicing that, it becomes instant. You know that in an instant you're, you know, you've brought your, you've controlled your thinking. You know, the next one is, is actually intentionally looking for the good in everything. And when I say everything, Holly, I mean everything. You know, look for the good because our tendency as humans is to um, look, at, look at the what we see out there and it's not necessarily so good, you know. And so our tendency is to do that. And so we, if we can look at something and say, what is the good that's coming out of that situation, that circumstance? What is the highest and best that can come out of there? So that for me, that's, that's also an aspect of mindfulness. Well, one of the things that we've done or you've done for me over the years too is in those times that I can't see the good, I can you know, give somebody like you a call and you can help me run the questions that mm -hmm. help you look at a situation just a little to the left or a little to the north or a little to the south to, to really explore what's possible. Now you have a really vibrant and thriving um, coaching practice that's very unique in bringing this idea of uh, body healing and life coaching together. And I introduced you as a certified emotion code practitioner. Tell us a little bit about this work. So this work was actually um, worked on by Dr. Bradley Nelson. And he lives in St. George, Utah. He's a chiropractor. He's been working with the, this modality for about 30 years. And several years ago, he decided to certify, uh, I believe there's about 3,000 of us across the US that are certified. So the first level is the emotion code level. The second level is the body code level. And so in the emotion code, I literally have a chart. There's a mini, mini picture of it. That mm -hmm. has 60 emotions on it, and I can use kinesiology, connect with you, even on the telephone or like webinar, like we are today, connect with you and test for you as you on my body to find out what emotions that are, that are trapped in your body. And then we use a simple technique to release it. So the emotion code just deals basically with the emotions, but the body code is much more extensive, Holly. It's like 150 screens or pages in a book. So I have a, a computerized program 
to where I can go into each body system. And believe it or not, when we're not happy, sometimes there's organs in our bodies that's not happy. And I can detect if an organ is happy or unhappy, if it's vibrating at a low level, and what's the emotion under there? And so we can do some release. So it's not only emotions, but viruses have energies, parasites have energies. Um, there's also energies that we can unknowingly put on another person. Like for instance, a judgment energy or a saboteur energy, you know, and or that's been put on us and I can release it using a simple technique. So that's, that's it in, in a nutshell. It's actually kind of based on, we are all connected in this collective consciousness and I can access that collective consciousness to you and for you. And it's, it's based on a little bit of quantum physics because we're all connected. Wow, Sharon, that was a lot of really great stuff. And some of our listeners might be in the gym, working out, or they're in the car. So I'm going to ask you some questions that I think they may be asking, because there are some of the things that I was curious about as you and I were exploring this um, a few years ago. And first of all, I want to share that if you're, if you're curious about this more, you know, a great resource is, of course, to call Sharon, and we'll give you her contact information, but also um, the book, The Emotion Code, right? That's the title, Emotion Code? Yeah, emotion Code. You know, pick up that book on audio or, or reading that book might open up some more questions about you um, and what you're feeling within your body. That's really what a body code practitioner can do. We, we think a lot about going to a psychologist or going to a psychologist or going to, you know, what a, we tend to label a shrink. And we have societal attachment to that. This modality can bring in the linking of what's happening in your physical body, maybe in your shoulder or in your ankle, to the, the energy that's also happening in your life. So you showed a card. I know our, our listeners won't be able to see that. Is there maybe a couple of those words of fear or things you see on that that you could share with us of what are some of the emotions that, that are on this, this card that you were showing us? So, you know, you think about all the emotions that we might experience in a day, you know, and this, these emotions can be experienced by us personally, or if there's someone close in our life that's experiencing these emotions, we can absorb it from them. So, you know, emotions like abandonment, betrayal, fear, uh, depression, anxiety, indecisiveness, panic, taken for granted, love unreceived, nervousness, worry, you know, there's a whole lot of them there. It could be blaming, dread, fear. And if you've studied any of um, some of the great thinkers like David Hawkins' Map of Consciousness, these are, are emotions that vibrate at a very, very low level. So fear, shame, and guilt all vibrate at a very, very low level. And you think about our culture and you think about the news. You think about blaming. You think about dread. You think about fear and people are listening to the news, or let's say perhaps even as a child, they experience something fearful, that, that energy is still running in their body. It's possible for that energy to run in their body and it becomes sometimes physical pain, or, or down the line, it can become a medical condition, a dis-ease, that's why it's, it's spelled dis-ease, you know, a medical condition to where they end up sick their immune systems um, actually uh, functioning not well, you know, and then they end up and they don't know what the actual cause is. 
but you, many times I can trace it back to even the approximate age it got trapped there. And sometimes that is childhood. Sometimes that is even prenatal when our mothers were carrying us in their womb because her emotions can get transferred into you. So as we're hearing your wisdom and guiding to these tools, um, Sharon, I, I want to invite listeners that, you know, we live sometimes in a world where, you know, bigger, better, faster, more, we're super, super busy, that this work, um, Sharon shared the question, how much am I controlling my thinking, also mm -hmm. invites you to the question, how am I feeling in my body? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And that was the connection when I was talking about, you know, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual being integrated together. You know, Holly, I think that my belief is, and this is a sense that I get, and when I say sense, a feeling that I get, I believe we're living in a culture of what I call fragmented souls, okay? Souls that have lost their connection to the divine. They've lost their connection because they've lost the connection to the divine. They've lost the connection with each other. You know, they've lost the connection with self. And so, you know... Um, I think that these practices, mindfulness, like you teach, everything beautiful that you bring out about mindfulness, about all the ideas, looking for the good, gratitude, meditation, are so important for all aspects of our lives. And it's no matter which, what walk we're in. I don't care if we're in the healing industry or we are Joe Plummer, you know, down the street. I think it's just so important to have a state of mindfulness, clarity, you know, and awareness with this. So uh, you are listening to the Everyday Mindfulness Show. And one of the things we like to give people time on the show is to have a moment to breathe. So I'm just going to invite you to take that question. How am I feeling in my body into this short break? The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of the Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on mindful leadership keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings. You are listening to the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Today we are interviewing Sharon Shores, Certified Emotion Code, Body Code Practitioner. And we are going deep today, talking about how what you feel shows up in your body, and then of course, how are we connected? And in that first segment, Sharon, you talked about a word, and a few people over the interviews have, have, have shared this word, but let's dive into it and explore it a little more. You've used the word collective consciousness. What does that mean? You know, um, so if you can just imagine uh, a fishbowl, okay, a big, absolutely huge fishbowl and the size of the earth, all right, and you imagine all the fish in it, but just imagine the whole earth and all the people connected, you know, as human beings, we are connected. There is a connection between us that if I think poorly about someone and I'm sending that energy to them. There's been experiments that have been done that actually it does change that person's energy. So my judgment about another person changes it. So if there was not that connection between us, how could that happen? How could some of these miracles 
that happen when someone prays and a miracle and healing occurs. There's some connection between us, not only as individuals, but I believe as cultures, as human beings. And that even extends, Holly, I believe it really extends a lot into animals and sentient, sentient beings. You know, elephants have a beautiful way of even communicating with each other and with human beings, you know. And so by the collective consciousness, you know, if you can't put it in terms of all of the people of the earth who are really connected, put it in terms of all, a big, huge fishbowl who are connected. But I really believe that that collective consciousness goes much further than this earth plane. You know, we are connected to everything in the universe and, and the universes that we don't know about. So there's that connection there. We, I, you might hear me say in the shows, we are, we are one, oneness. How do we connect into that? And I, you, you also talked about, you know, the idea of loss of connection. And when we lose the connection to ourselves, then it's even harder to connect person to person or soul to soul. So these mindfulness practices are easy, simple ways that you can connect to yourself more and then give more of yourself to the world. Yeah, and definitely. And you mentioned it. You said something about we live in a fast track world. Okay. So we do. We live in a fast track world. If we can't make our connection to our phone within a few seconds, we get upset. Or if we don't, can't get the food fast enough at the drive-in window, you know, and that is a type of conditioning. And I really believe that we need to uncondition ourselves, uncondition ourselves from that fast world, step into slower. And when we step in slower, I think that's the space of creation, Holly. It really is. It's a space of where now we can create from that place of peace. Instead of creating, can you imagine trying to create something in the midst of chaos? And so without mindfulness, you're, you're creating in the midst of chaos and all these things coming at you. But when you're creating from a place of peace in a mindful state, then I think you're more connected to that divine energy and ideas are given and you know, serendipities happen, synchronicities, all those good things. So I'm curious, Sharon, what are you working on now? So I'm working on a couple different things. So it's really in interesting, the serendipities. I had another call from a friend just yesterday. Sharon, we'd like to interview you. <laughs> you know, and when you step into that place of mindfulness and intention to create, you know, your call happened, another call happened. And then I'm also writing a book. I did a sermon uh, twice, once at my Center for Spiritual Living and once at Unity on prosperity and reasons why we don't prosper. So I'm working on an ebook on what are the blocks, what are the issues of why we don't prosper and what can we do to release, release those blocks. And that has to do with emotional because even with the emotion code and body code, it doesn't have to be a physical issue. Uh, issue for you it could be an abundance issue or something else it could be something different it doesn't have to be necessarily uh, a physical issue well and that's why you know again you use those word emotional mental physical and spiritual that looking at how our lives show up in these four particular ways can deepen our awareness and in the powerful questions that you've given us, you also invite us to a new, a new sense of clarity. So I'm really, really excited about that. And I would invite listeners to, you know, 
send in your questions. Listen at everydaymindfulnessshow.com. What, what are some of your questions about how you use this practice or um, any of, of the guests on the show so that we can continue to grow the clarity? Because as Sharon described, we're all in this fishbowl together. And when we all go deep, we get more goodness out of it. And you know, I know as you explore this prosperity book, when the more you prosper as a result of this book, all of us prosper in that circulation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I'm curious, how can we help you? Well, um, if people have questions about the emotion code, I, I free to entertain questions. Um, my email is just simple. It's Sharon at SharonShores.com. You know, uh, they can go visit my website. You know, if you know as someone who is experiencing a lot of anxiety, fear, depression, you know, and even physical illness, there's many times, one example, Holly, I can give is that I worked with a gal who had a diagnosis, and I'm going to clarify this. I encourage all of my clients not to own their diagnosis. So they don't say, I am a diabetic. They say, my body's exhibiting the symptoms. The I of me is healthy. You know, because when you start to say, I am this or I am that, your cells hear you. So this gal had a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. And after five, she had five sessions with me and went into complete remission. And that's been an eight months ago, still in remission. You know, um, just, you know, think of somebody who might, might have some health illness. They want to reach a higher level of health, not only emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually in all areas, you know, and they're willing, they're willing to perhaps take a look at their thinking that's one of, the, one of the keys I work with people on. I can help you remove the emotions right now. But if your thinking process goes back to, you know, self-judgment, belittling yourself, um, bringing fear in, that, those will come back. So, so Sharon, I'm going to ask you a, a kind of a vulnerable question right now, but I, mm -hmm. I think that maybe some of our listeners are thinking that, okay, this, this gal's great. She's demonstrating some great results. She's got some research, but wow, this is still a little woo-woo. Mm -hmm. Can you maybe break down like a little bit more for a re, uh, listener? If, if I was going to do a session with you, like, do I have to wear, you know, do I have to come to you? Do I have to wear, you know, a paper robe? Like, is that, you know, like, I mean, I, I know, I love that you're laughing at this, but you know, for a lot of these mindfulness tools, and I believe there's a lot of these tools out there, people are afraid to ask this question, and that's why I'm here. I get to ask, ask the, the funny, kind of awkward question. What does a session look like with you, and like how long is it, and, and what do you do? Okay, so um, I can do this by telephone. I don't have to have even visual image of you. I can do it by uh, Zoom like we're doing that, okay, or I can do it in person. If you happen to be in Southwest Utah, and you can make it to my office here. I can do it there. So we can do it, do it those three ways. I can also do it, believe it or not, remotely without having contact with you. Because you know? again, we're in a fishbowl and all of our energy is all together. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. And so my sessions are 30 minutes long. The investment, I don't say cost because it's an investment in you. Investment is $40. And then so typically in a 30 minute session, I can identify a about 15 emotions to release and we just use a simple technique that actually so that it actually sends a message out to your body to release the emotion all right I always test using kinesiology whether or not that emotion has been released if it's not we do the technique again 
And then I, I go through the list and I basically ask, does, I'll give you an example. Do, does Holly have trapped emotions? Yes. All right, are they in column A, column B? Are they in odd rows or even rows? So they're in the odd rows, one, row one. All right, okay. And so then I have five emotions in column B. Is it effort unreceived, heartache, insecurity, overjoy, or vulnerability? And then I, we identify that and I'll go back and I'll say, I'll say approximately what age did this get trapped in Holly's body? And I'll take your age, I'll divide it in half and I'll, we'll go back until I get an, I'll get a yes, approximately the age. And then I'll ask you something. I, I'll say, Holly, do you remember maybe what happened at that point in your life? Was there something in your family that was going on? And then what that does, that's, it coaches your subconscious, Holly, to, it's like a kitten behind a couch. You have to coach the subconscious out a little bit. It's not necessary, but it does help because then what happens then that first emotion comes out and then we start to find other emotions we can release. Okay, so that's basically what a session looks like. The only requirement for you is you need to be in a quiet place and you just need to be well hydrated with water because if you've studied any of um, the water guy, with the crystals and everything, okay, with the snowflakes and water. We're a large percentage of water, and Dr. Bradley Nelson believes that's one of the reasons why we can connect with another person because we're, I'm water-based, you know, 85 to 90% water-based, and so are you. And so it almost is like on a quantum physics level, I can connect with you. Well, Sharon, thank you for sharing in, in detail how a session works because I think it's really um, exciting the work that can happen as we answer that own, our own question in ourselves. How are we feeling? Owning those feelings and then inviting conversations about do we want to keep that feeling or have a different feeling? And an expert like yourself, certified in the emotion code, can help us to explore those emotions. And, you know, the sessions that you and I've had over the years, I'm just always amazed that, like you said, through those questions about the years that, you know, if my intuition partnered with your intuition, mm -hmm. we might find something that I didn't even know years ago impacted my body. And I would, you know, invite those of you who are listening, if this practice sort of feels like something you're curious about, it's safe, it's easy, and try it. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't work for you, no attachment. And that's what mindfulness is about, is that we all get the opportunity to own our emotional experience, our mental experience, our physical experience, and our spiritual experience, as Sharon is demonstrating in the work that she is doing. So just one comment for you, Gal. I yeah. know that I've been a mentor to you, but I want everyone to know that you have in many ways been a mentor to me. Because it, it really helps when you have a person like-minded, like yourself, to share those, bounce those questions off and say, am I crazy? <laughs> or, you know, or, you know, help me get a perspective here. So, you know, you as a coach yourself, Holly, you know, you've got so many wonderful gifts that I encourage people to also, you know, get in contact with you, use Holly services, you know, a wonderful person to work with. Well, thank you so much. So Sharon, I know you um, referenced your blog a little bit. What are the key topics that we can research on your blog and how can we find it? So if they, you just go to SharonShores.com and then you'll see up at the top of the bar, you'll see blog. There's several of them on there. There is um, 
one on uh, mindset. I have one, I think I, ca I called it uh, musings for the metaphysical or something like that. And uh, there's probably about seven or eight blogs on there, you know, and one of them is about how emotions get trapped in our body and why it's so important for us to identify them rather than leave them there, you know. And then one of the, the things that I do is uh, I also have a newsletter. So it's called um, Words of Wisdom. And the wisdom doesn't necessarily always come from me because when you're connected, you get downloads. I call them downloads. You get wisdom that comes to you and, and you say, where does that come from? It's not me, you know, and sometimes little notes and that goes out once a week to my, um, to my following so that you can actually subscribe to that at the bottom of each page. Just fill it in once and you're subscribed. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for all of the great questions for us to consider the research and the books to reference. And then certainly we are so grateful to know that you are now a contact for us as we continue to deepen in our own consciousness and the collective consciousness. Any last minute words of wisdom? You know, uh, nothing I can think of right now at this point, Holly, just to, to have that awareness and that clarity. That, that was probably would be the last thing I would say. Control your thinking so that you have that awareness and clarity, and then start walking that mindful life. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Remember, mindful matters, and so do you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm -hmm.